Welcome to the Clary Podcast, a division of Aaron Clary, LLC, brought to you by AssholeConsulting.com, Aaron Clary, Chairman and CEO. Your host, Captain Capitalism himself, the world's only professional asshole, Aaron Clary. I know the first thing you guys wanted to do this morning, swear to God life is like this. I have this dream, I have this dream, this goal that I know it's impossible to aim for. But I don't know what else you aim for in life, and that is to have your days, to have the machine designed, operated, and fine-tuned that there's no fuck-ups. To quote uh, Dennis Farina from, uh, from uh, what's it called, um, Midnight Run, I'm sick and tired of all these screw-ups. I want a day... And not just a day, I want the machine so well-oiled, so well-designed, so well-organized, so simplified like a P-51 fighter plane that there are no things that break down, that nothing needs repair, that the electricity doesn't go out, that, that, uh, that think just, just I can wake up one day and there's not some piggly little motherfucking piece of shit burr in my saddle. I could just have a day where it goes like it should. And I'm sure all of you who have Yahoo accounts have said, oh, what now? Oh, another hack. Another hack. This can't happen Not because of the chick with the blonde hair. Because vagina. We have a CEO who's a, who's a vagina. We shouldn't have a, a hack. There's no problems at Yahoo. I know, I know, I'm, of course, I'm being intellectually dishonest purposely to indicate sarcasm because I don't believe it's uh, Marissa Myers or Larissa My- Mayers, whatever the gal's name. I- I'm sure it's not her fault Yahoo got it. But inevitably, I'm wondering, okay, this is the second major hack. The first time, the Yahoo accounts, uh, 500 million were compromised. Now a billion. Who are you hiring, woman? Uh, hey, hey, I noticed, I noticed that when you said no one is working from home anymore, that really helped out with production, right? And I and also, if you look in the Yahoo Empire, I see that she hires nothing but the top ranked people to put together Yahoo News with just just the worst. Not only is it leftist propaganda, not only is Yahoo News just just rank leftist propaganda, but it's the quality and caliber of people making it. Do you remember us old timers who are just too damn lazy to go and change our Yahoo addresses? Yahoo email was the first publicly available email on the internet. I was uh, the second day I went up, got the exact uh, email address I wanted. Nineteen ninety seven. I even remember the library I got it at over in in Chicago, over on Fullerton Avenue. And and don't tell me, or maybe it has, maybe it's nothing. But thirteen year old girls have since signed up with Yahoo, and all they want to hear about is leftist news. The good news is about Yahoo News, which isn't news at all. Any news with Gary Gnu and Duke Gnu. Gary Gnu, you guys remember that? Reading Rainbow? Never mind. Uh, when you go into the comments section of just these these worthless articles, this, just, just toilet paper, that's all it is, just toilet paper, uh, Yahoo News is getting called out on it. 
no one believes Yahoo News, which makes me want, what is, what is Yahoo's point and purpose of having news? What is this website? Just provide email, okay? Provide email. Unless they're getting paid to write these articles by left, which wouldn't surprise me because no one's reading them and no one's believing them. I'm just, I'm just looking at this empire. It's kind of like, okay, this company, you have a bunch of divisions that are crappy. Maybe if you got rid of the worthless ones and then rededicated and repurposed some capital and the monies and the revenues towards just security, can you just be good at one thing? No, first thing I had to do this morning. Yahoo, someone texted me, and I ble- God bless you guys. I appreciate you guys when you send me important stuff like that. I got, I got all you lieutenants and agents in the fields. Hey, Captain, Yahoo got hacked again. Oh, crap. So that's the thing. That's what I got to do this morning. I'm like, oh, I got to do this. We got weather coming in. It's going to be minus 22. You guys even have a clue what that's like? It's like, oh, I guess we're going to need more wood. Went over to my supplier, got more wood out there yesterday. And that was the other thing. It's like, no, nah, would I like to write? Would I like to get back into my groove? No, I can't do that because it's going to be minus 22 with a high of minus 5. So I had to, like, go yesterday because I meant to come back on Monday. I meant to come back from my vacation on Monday. Well, that wasn't going to happen because of little piddly shit like that. And little piddly stuff, it's not like, oh, I just got to change my accounts. No, no, no. That's one thing. Wood, oh my god. As you guys know, especially DT and the man, they know wood management. They know wood is a is is much more time consuming than that. Had to go and cut it because yesterday because it was sunny out and it was five degrees above zero, and that was when it was gonna be warmest. And now I'm here. Now and and, and now I'm I'm trying to think. What's my to do say? What does it say right here? Let's take a look at this thing. Yeah, right here. See, now, would you like to know about debunking the multiplier effect? I sat and I thought about it. I figured out what was wrong with it. Like many things Keynesian, like many things liberal economics, like which is uh, contradictory, I finally figured out what was wrong with the multiplier effect. Wouldn't, and that would, that would advance the discussion of economics. Why just printing off more money and giving a government check to somebody does not necessarily, it actually doesn't, result in increased spending or increased aggregate demand. And that would solve a problem and help us advance economics and, and start putting and implementing real policies that get economic growth going. Would you like, I would, I would like to read that, but no, you see, I got to worry about Marissa Meyer's shitty ass security network and go change my, and I got to go and get more wood. What else we got here? Yeah, I want to do a Clary test on Trevor Noah. I haven't been able to do any real genuine Clary originals. I've had to go and pay someone else to do that. I wasn't supposed to be working anyway. I wasn't. I won't lie, the first two days of, quote, vacation was catching up and, and doing what work I already promised other people to do. I want to start writing articles on LinkedIn. I didn't know you could do that. This is great. You guys are going to like this idea. Let me tell you about this idea. <laughs> so I, I had a LinkedIn profile from like a decade ago, like a long time ago. When I, you know, I was like, okay, yeah, I better get going. Because that was the thing. I'd go LinkedIn. And I don't know. I think I was just bored one night. Like I... I uh, I didn't have the energy to write anymore. I caught up on everything. It was too late to do a podcast. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go try and get back into my LinkedIn account. And I actually remembered the password. Got in, and I'm like, holy crap. All these people, all these friends. Like Frank's emails down in Australia. You guys remember Frank's emails? 
There was Frankie sent a request to different older people. I'm like, hey, look at all these people. Well, I didn't know that LinkedIn, they allowed you, there's LinkedIn articles. And you, you think Yahoo News is shit. You think Yahoo News is worthless. Oh, my God. So I'm in this, this environment that I have been out. I've lit, I'm coming up, what is it? Worthless has celebrated its, its five-year anniversary, and I was still in Casper. It'll be the summer. So this upcoming summer, I'll be five years out uh, of the working world. Five years working on my own, answering to no one. But 10 years ago, it, 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 you extract yourself from that environment. Five years without working, you don't, it's like being in an abusive relationship. You guys don't realize how much these employers are fucking you over. And I'm not saying that because, oh, look at Aaron trying to be crazy on the Cleary podcast. <clears throat> look at him trying to be incendiary. Look at him burning bridges. No, I mean it, guys. Like, if you get out of an abusive relationship, you look back and say, what the fuck was I thinking? You don't even you don't realize you're in the, in the thick of it. And how unacceptable that situation is. So now with these new eyes, five years later, I go, I fire up the LinkedIn. And I'm looking at not so much the profiles of my friends and colleagues, but they got these articles. How to network, resume tips, like the same fucking articles that have been written since the fucking 50s. Nothing new. Nothing new in this realm of how to make it in the rat race. That's really what it is. All it is is just... Just articles on, oh, this little technique, this little edge. Instead of revolutionizing the idea, I'll go back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat it, and even if it's a dead horse, I don't care. But I don't know why we're commuting. That, that would be a truly revolutionary advancement in U.S. employment relations in the rat race. You know, a, a, a truly revolutionary, something that would be worth putting pen to paper would be, what, what would we call, we got to come up with a term, where you do your job and then you go home. Like uh, hours to labor, hours to the amount of work rule. Somewhere, yeah, I got my work done, I'm going home. Like when you finish your work, you could go home. So there is no 40-hour work week anymore. Or something like the three-hour work day, like you just burn out all your work, you get it done, and you go home. That would be revolutionary. That'd be worth writing an article, not at LinkedIn. Oh, these employment experts. Tips for your resume in, in 2016, because it's so different than 2015, hey. And then, you know what, let's pull it up. Because there's this one article I was, I was like looking at, I'm like, you got to be joking me. LinkedIn articles. Hang on. LinkedIn. Let's go to LinkedIn.com. I don't know if I have to register or go online. Do I have to go online? Well, let's go with LinkedIn articles. Hang on. Oh, Jesus. Okay, guys, I logged in. I, you just can't make it up. Okay. Michael Ella, Alexa says, the stigma surrounding job hopping is straight up silly. All right, let's, open, let's take a look at this. Is this an article? Oh, no, it just goes to her thing. Uh, we scroll down. Hey, sponsored by Leg Mason. Remember those guys? What could go right in 2017? I don't know, Leg Mason. What could go right in 2017? 
Things didn't always go as expected in 2016. The U.S. election, U.K. Brexit vote, and the Fed's U-turn on interest rates took many investors by surprise. Yet worries about runaway volatility proved unfounded. And some asset cl- Oh, shut the fuck up. Oh, is Danny? Oh, look, here he is. Uh, here's a what? James Colvin. Priceless caught in the act at the record-breaking 2016 Calix User Group Conference. Holy shit, you're going to get your dick wet there. What is the Calix User Group Conference? What is Calix? I, it's just, it's just, this is their life. Like uh, Calix, telecommunication. I've never heard of Access Innovation. Calix. Calix pioneered the software-defining Access SDA. Hey. You know you're cool. You know you're 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 top-notch business when you have acronyms for every fucking phrase out there. That and the military, all this alphabet soup. Calix pioneered software-defined access. Holy shit, babe, suck my dick. I defined software-defined access. <laughs> and is a global leader. They're all global leaders in platform innovation. Oh, good platform innovations for access networks. Oh my fucking god. Oh, Jesus, you guys do nothing with your lives. What What the fuck do you people... I mean, and this is not to pick on Calix, but this is, this is just like going back to fucking Nam. This is like, Jesus Christ, I remember this crap. Its portfolio of access systems and system services combines A- AXOS, the revolutionary platform for access, with Compass Cloud, an innovation SDN-based frame network for network... Oh, fuck you. Oh my god, am I so- yeah, look at this, look at this. That must have been a riotous party. Uh-oh, <clears throat> University of Carlson Management. Oh, hey, here's an article. Former football star tackles new challenge. Oh, who's this former football star? Do I know him? When Peter Westerhouse, do you guys remember Peter Westenhouse? Because I sure the fuck don't. 2016 BSB, probably Bachelor of Science of Business envisioned his future, he saw himself getting paid to make tackles on Sunday. But the former linebacker in Minnesota, Mr. Minnesota Football had his career cut short when he was diagnosed with ulcer creative colitis, a disease that causes inflammation in the intestine and rectum. At his lowest point, he couldn't muster the strength to stand from a chair. I had to step away from football. I had to step away from school. And I felt really alone through it all. Yeah, I'm sure you were just all alone with your fucking scholarship to go throw some pigskin around. That's when I transferred to Carlson. I got my acceptance letter while I was in the hospital, and I remember being really excited. Yeah, because you couldn't make it into IT. Just, just admit that. But I didn't know what to, to what extent Carlson was going to influence my future. I, I don't know. Uh, what's his name? Pete? I don't know. Are, are you going to tell us? Westerhouse underwent an operation that was largely successful but left him unable to return to football. So he channeled his passion for the game into the study of business, which isn't a real study at all. He explored various subjects through i a cluster of second-year courses that immersed undergrad students in finance, marketing, supply chains. Choose one. You can't be a master at all. Finance captured his attention because he's your typical dude-bro douchebag. And while he considered a career in investment banking and wasn't going to be hired because nobody hires anybody from the Carlson School of Management for investment banking, Westerhouse ultimately decided to use his business skills to found a nonprofit. <laughs> Translated into English, you couldn't find a fucking job. 
I want to give back to people who are suffering like I did, he says. Various professors guided him on the path to making the nonprofit a reality. Oh, my fucking God. Westerhouse partnered with the University of Minnesota Microbiome Therapeutics Program to accelerate research on fecal microbiodata transplant. In effect, this is where you shove, I know what that is. That's where you shove healthy shit up your ass so that the good microbiome stuff in there kills off the bad uh, uh, bacteria. Only reason I remember is because such a weird, it, it, it's ingenious. He didn't come up with it. He, he studied supply chain may took Igor. <laughs> oh, fuck. What else we got here? Uh, we'll always repost this 100%. Employees stay when they are. Oh, come on, come on. Where's the articles? Hang on. Let me find some articles. This is just... I mean, I know those are articles, but then there are LinkedIn articles. Okay, here it is. Here it is. Let's... uh, Top stories from editors pick the way ahead in 2017. Because, you know, these business people, these LinkedIn folk, they, they can predict the future. It's been a shocking year for communicators. Who is this? Richard Ellman, president and CEO of Eldman. Oh. Well, we have witnessed a stunning reversal of power between mainstream and social media. The ability to go direct to end users of information through social channels radically disrupted the mainstream news agenda. The inability or unwillingness of citizens to differentiate between fake and authentic news is undermining the fundamental assumption of democracy. The informed voter. Yeah, because the informed voter. Yeah, right. The, the United States had informed voters. The business model of mainstream media is to underserve is under severe pressure necessitating substantial cuts in the ranks of journalists and a repurposing of reporters into multimedia news creators. Look, Richard, if you're going to be biased, just, just or be intellectually honest, when, when CNN edited the, uh, what is it, that, uh, that tape to make it sound like the guy says, yeah, he's black, and then that came later on after they asked him, remember? Look, don't tell me CNN and MSNBC and all these guys aren't fake news. Please don't talk, call them journalists. Here are 10 predictions. Hey, hey, fresh from Richard Eldman's ass, here are 10 predictions for the year ahead that could impact those of us in the PR business. The technology industry will be in the crosshairs. What the fuck does that mean? I'm not even going to... Uh, companies will be tempted to imitate Trump. The populist genie is out of the bottle. Local will prevail over global. Native advertising will change to survive. The fake news epidemic will continue for now. New voices will fill the void of governments. Every company must be a media company. Okay, all right. Let's go see what the other ones are here. Let's see what we got. 50 big ideas for 2017. Hey, guys, you notice the trend? Uh, Laura Lorenzetti Soper, news editor, LinkedIn. Let's be honest, we're ready for 2016 to end after a year of polarizing politics, devastating natural disasters. What natural disasters? And a growing number of global refugees as wars wage on, we want to hope that bigger and possibly better things lay ahead in the next year. To get a sense of what's next, LinkedIn editors, I'm, thank God you guys are at the helm. Because I wouldn't know what to think without you LinkedIn editors. I mean, the geniuses of geniuses. I don't know why I didn't have you guys in my book, Curse of the High IQ. I don't know why there wasn't an entire fucking chapter dedicated to you idiots. LinkedIn editors reached out to some of our most prescient writers, our top voices, influencers, and members on our next wave list. 
Oh. It reminds me of when, you see, it's like the, uh, what's it called, the Oscars or the Nobel Peace Prize. But when you guys get into business, and, and heaven, I, I hope to God you don't. Just, just let this be a warning. They pull rewards and uh, trophies and, and um, award ceremonies out of their ass. They come up, here's our top this, and were you the top thing, and were you the best performer, and here's the, the Charles Montgomery uh, Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence Award. They just make it. So have you ever heard of this next wave list? It's capitalized. It's a proper pronoun. Have you heard of it? No. You want to know why? Because they just pulled it out of their ass at LinkedIn. But this makes them sound authoritarian. Authoritative. Influencers and members of our next wave list, as well as other people who inspire us to find out what they're predicting in the upcoming year. Okay, I got to look at the top voices. Who are their top voices? Who the fuck are these people? Uh... Among this year's honorees, Daniel DiMartino Booth, former Federal Reserve advisor, provides an insider take on financial markets, monetary policy. Sandy Blount, dean of Northwestern's Kellogg School of Management. Okay, so two government workers or academics who've never done anything. Joe, Joe Spearman, the founder and CEO of Local Lure, a travel platform, platform based in Austin, who writes on his experiences as a black entrepreneur in the technology industry. And the entrepreneur and the opportunity he sees for founders of color. Shut the fuck up. Martin Lindstrom, the author of the New York Times bestseller Small Data, who explores consumer psychology and how subconscious. Blah blah blah. Elizabeth Spears, the founding editor of Gawker. <laughs> okay, you guys see what I'm saying? You see what it? You know what bullshit it is? Do you see how much bullshit this is? These guys couldn't predict themselves out of a wet paper bag. Every one of these fuckers in 2005 was saying, I'm going to go flip property. Every one of these idiots in the late 1998 were buying dot-coms. Their responses are encouraging, humorous, and sobering. Some are ambitious, possibly overly so. We'll finally fix the internet, ridding it of trolls and anonymity. Yeah. Maybe people want anonymity on the internet. Instagram will debut clickable links. Surely not all these ideas were material. Okay. So without further ado, here are the 50 big ideas for 2017. Are you guys ready? The IPO market snaps back. This year we saw the fewest number of companies make their debut on stock exchanges since 2009. Yeah, why Why should anyone start a new business in this country? I, I don't Okay, let's skip to the next one. Social media gets held accountable. Yeah, that's what you guys are just wishing. And the media isn't let off the hook either. Yeah, okay, when that so nothing's going to change. The middle of the US will become the Saudi Arabia of the world. States like Iowa have embraced wind energy and offshore wind turbines are fast becoming commercially viable. Says T Boone Pickens. Oh, that guy. Okay. That's the guy that was going to run for co- uh, uh, president, I think. When did solar prices are going to continue to drop in 2017, make it an even easier. Yeah, weren't you guys all predicting this like a long time ago too? I mean, is any of this new? Is any of this really going out on the limb? Get ready to see Drumpf in lots of fine print. In M&A paperwork, lawyers are slipping in a new word into these pages and pages of documents surrounding deals. Drumpf. The president-elect is seen as an unpredictable in corporate America, so legal teams are already adding him as a risk factor. <laughs> Oh, 
Watch out, music labels, streaming services will become star makers. Uh, the year of the VR platform wars. Worryitis will become a medical condition. The return of experts, ex- economists strike back. Drones get real jobs. Construction workers gain the upper hand. A Fortune 100 company decides to become a do-gooder. Are you joking me? God almighty, what a fucking waste of time. How do I sign off? I'm, I'm glad I'm out of it, guys. I'm glad I'm out of it. That's not my world anymore. But that that's why I wanted to do, getting back to the original point, how we went down this tangent. I want to start writing about LinkedIn life. Because you can post articles up on LinkedIn, you see. If you got a LinkedIn profile, anybody can write these. It's almost like its own social media platform. I don't know if anyone ever gets hired from LinkedIn. But it's it's you can see by these articles, people are, this is their substitute. This is what they, this is their, this is their Facebook. This is their uh, Twitter. This is what, a group of people live and get their social life from LinkedIn. And they're the rats in this race who don't know it. They're the ones that like from, uh, from what's the show? Futurama, they got those little green brain suckers on them that brainwash them. They're the ones that they actually swallow this whole. What are the 50 predictions from New Wave's uh, elite uh, LinkedIn uh, uh, look on up the rectum lookers? Who who are these people? What do they say? Oh, will a Fortune 100 company become a do-gooder? Oh, what's Drumpf? Is that a thing? I'm going to use that next time over over at my Calix conference meeting. Well, you got to put Drumpf into your bi-level platform to leverage the synergies. And so all I want to do... Is, is, yeah, troll. But, like, kind of come in there like Morpheus and wake the Neos up in LinkedIn. Start writing some truly revolutionary articles. Not this pablum, not this shit that LinkedIn has. Go in there and just slap them across the face. Wake the fuck up! Get out of here! You're a battery, you get it? A fucking battery! Stop working for the man! Although I guess by that time, I mean, what? Most of the people are in the 40s now. That I guess that's, I mean, that Gen X is so far down this rabbit hole, what are they going to do? Stop it? They, they put so much effort into it. Maybe now, finally, they're starting to make a little bit of traction. I still say your life isn't worth it. I, I don't think it's worth, you know, if these are the articles you're reading, if this is the level that your brain is being challenged, that you actually think this is new and intellectually engaging stuff, what happened to you guys? What happened, like, when you were in college? You know, like, you had all these ideas, live up to your dream. Oh, right, that's right. The vast majority of you are just fucking commoner normies, and you're not brilliant intelligent geniuses, and like every other piece of shit sheeple, you followed what your elders told you to do, you did exactly what conventional common sense wisdom says, and now, surprise, surprise, you got a common and average life. All those people you made fun of back in the olden days. Oh, you're just weirdos. Oh, you know what you're doing. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't hire you. How dare you insult HR? The people 20 years ago who started calling HR people cunts are the future leaders and innovators of today. You think Elon Musk ever sat there, talked to some 23-year-old HR bitch? So where's your favorite place to eat and why? You think Elon Musk ever tolerated that bullshit, Peter Thiel? You think any of those guys dealt with that bullshit? I mean, what... Do you not realize? I guess you don't. I guess this is like the... I was talking with a buddy of mine. He was talking about um, 
what was it? Some some criminal. Oh, he knew a guy. I can't give too many details. He knew a guy, not personally. He knew of a guy that went to a place where he worked. And the place where he worked had, at any point in time, three to five armed men at this place. The guy knew this place would have three to five armed men, but still went there and tried to commit a crime. And what he was trying to wrap around his head was, what was this guy thinking? What was this guy? You, you, you know Clint Eastwood. You can't gun down three, let alone five people. And this guy ended up getting shot and killed. So I'm trying to explain to this guy. I'm like, yeah, but look, here's the thing. And this is one of those guys. He's like a brilliant person, but he doesn't know it yet, yet or doesn't know it, period, because of his background, because how he was brought up, not because of his parents, but he was never... He's just a blue-collar guy, That's what he, but he doesn't realize he's very intelligent. And I got to say, look, you don't hang around stupid people. You hang around with people that are of your intelligence because if they're smarter than you, you want to understand what they're saying and don't get any intellectual stimulation. If they're dumber than you, they're a pain in the ass to hang out with. You got to realize you're pretty smart. And there's a lot of people out there, the majority of them, by the way, that are dumber than you, and you're not going to understand why they do things or why they're so stupid. But you have to realize they lack the intelligence to think that far ahead. I mean, this is why most people don't have enough money, a, a cash in the account, to last themselves a month in the United States. They, they lack the intelligence to think that far ahead. And they're lazy fucks, too. So I was trying to explain to them that criminals typically have lower IQs. We're not talking criminal masterminds like El Chapo or the Joker or uh, a James Bond villain. Those people have like, you know, like if I were to go criminal, I would, I'm not going to be going knocking off banks for a whopping $3,000 in cash. It will be, it will be a truly plotted out genius, ma- genius mastermind crime. Untraceable too. Obviously that'd be one of the components, but your average criminal has an IQ of, you can't be, if you get too smart, you realize the risk is not worth the reward because you start doing some calculations and looking forward. And so that's what I was trying to explain to this guy. But I think it's the same thing with these these sheep. That's all they can be called is these LinkedIn life people who are sheep, these LinkedIn lemmings. They don't look forward. They don't they don't sit and ponder the cost benefit analysis of of pissing away ten years in school when everything's said and done after high school, <clears throat> you get your bachelor's, you get your certifications, and you're always in your CPE. They they don't Go out and, and, and look and say, hmm, you know, does this article really tell me anything different? Because I've looked at these articles. And you can tell by comments how many reads you get. I have my my article on LinkedIn. <laughs> Should white men work for Fortune 500 companies? That, that, got, a, that got a couple hundred views. Uh, but some of these people have tens of thousands of views. And it's shit. It's absolute shit. It's nothing new. It's nothing interesting. It's that pablum and speculation, that the articles I read to you before. But maybe that's what an average IQ finds it. Oh, what is Trump? I better put that down. I better use that the next time we're at a meeting. You know, they're not, they're not as dumb to be criminals, but they're not smart enough to be true revolutionaries or leaders or innovators or entrepreneurs. So they follow what makes common sense to them and they just kind of go with the flow. They go with the herd. 
they obey the law and they actually believe that they get their MBA in 43 years of CPE and continuing education that maybe they'll get they'll get promoted to assistant senior vice reserve middle management vice president. Maybe they actually and, and they they click on that article. They read what are the top 10 predictions of LinkedIn ass leakers uh, uh, predictors. They actually think coming up with the platform leverage base Calix CDSN AXOS. What is AXOS? What the hell was that? I still don't even know what that is. They think acronyms mean something. They that's a sign of intelligence. Guarantee if we look this up, I don't. We're not going to find out what it is. AXON. Is it AXON or AXOS? <coughs> uh, no, that's the medical term. Axon. That's a long thread-like part of a nerve cell. All right. AXOS. I think it was. It was a composite scavenger energy that came to Earth. Oh, okay. Looks like uh, it's a city in Greece. It's also an evil character. Oh, Axis, Calix. AXOX, Calix. So this is their, uh, this is, this is their creation. They didn't tell anybody what it was. They just went AXOX, AXOS. Oh, operating system. AX operating system. Do you guys want to hear more? Seriously, this is IT, too. This is supposed to be one of the smart. Between the data center and the virtual CPE lies the software-defined access network, the business-critical indispensable connection between the device-enabled subscriber and the Internet of everything. Well, SDN-driven, environmentally controlled... Fuck, who cares? That's smart. We're intelligent. <laughs> anyway, that's what I wanted to do. I want to start writing that. I want to write about economics. No, couldn't do that. Today's Thursday. Finally get around to doing the podcast. Oh, by the way, I did want to thank everybody. I want to thank DT and the man for having me on the Black Brigade. I want to thank the great one himself over at Cynical Libertarian Society. Um, and, of course, Beckloff, Arini, and Undertow. Uh, and uh, Adam Piggott. Uh, all those guys came in and uh, provided substitute podcasts for me. So I, I do appreciate that very much. And I did need to do I, Oh, maybe I should tell you guys what the deal is. Everything's fine. I went into the doctor. Um, I have high cholesterol, so... Oh, guys. Oh, I'm so fucking pissed. So I give up the boost, right? We're coming up on uh, 130 days, maybe even 135 days. No booze. And I was happy. I, I figured it out. Changed my diet, got rid of the booze. And what I found is that when I gave up the booze, I would still stick to that low-carb diet thing and then go work out and I was just absolutely miserable like just angry pissed off depressed just miserable and uh I basically said all right look if I'm gonna give up the booze because rumplements is high sugar I'm gonna I'm gonna eat whatever the hell I want and not only did I get to eat whatever the hell I want but I felt great I was happy um and and I lost about eight pounds you whatever the hell I want. Butterscotch sundaes, pieces of pie at Perkins, French silk pie, best pie in the world. I mean, I'm not going ape shit with it, but um, I, do I want eggs? Yeah, I want eggs. Do I want steak? Yeah, I want steak. Sushi? Yeah, we're going to get sushi. Whatever I want. That's my treat. I even save him money because I'm not spending the money on booze. And then I hit the gym. Bench press goes up. Uh, I used to, six miles is kind of my upper limit. Now, can bang that out no problem. So... 
got stronger, faster. Everything's better. Everything's great. Then I go to the doc. Doc says, everything's great. Low blood pressure. Um, your liver's fine. Your kidneys are fine. Everything's fine. You're good to go. Oh, by the way, you got super high cholesterol, and now you can't have any fun eating any of this crap. I'm like, God damn it. Just can't can't let the old captain have one, can you? Can't have no vice. So now I got steel cut oats. You go online. You look, okay, what, Lord? Don't email me. Don't email me. Oh, we did. No, don't email me. I got it. I got it. I got steel cut oats. I got these sterile plant vitamin things. I got the fish oil. My shit is coming out like bricks. We could build a whole new house with the the the, the rock solid turds I've been shitting out. I mean, it it's just oh, it's fun. It's wonderful. I'm still in a better mood because the whole idea is to lower your cholesterol. So I'm eating foods that lower the cholesterol. What the fuck? Did they move the siren closer to my house? But the uh, the doc, uh, he's he's not a holistic kind of treatment type guy. Because this was I went in, I had the ass checked. I don't have the prostate cancer. That's good. Uh, but he's like, okay, let's do it. Because I said, look, I don't like going to the doctor. Let's do everything we got to do now. We're going to check the ass. We're going to do the blood work. Uh, the eyes, everything. He's okay, we'll give you the whole thing. And he's like, okay, what? let's talk about um, lifestyle choices, work. And then, and he's like, you do what? And uh, and I don't tell you guys this because we all, you all joke and make fun of it. Like, oh, clearly he doesn't have a real job. Especially with the advent of asshole consulting which is coming up on its third year now. I've been, when I when he sat me down, okay, let's think about that. How much do you actually work? It's like 60 to 70 hours a week, um, which is good, which is better than no hours per week. And he's like, you know what? You're going to need to uh, relax. Because my grandma had a stroke when she was, I don't know, 49, 50, something like that. He's like, yeah, you you need to, you need to rest you can't be working out. You can't be working 60 hours a week. You can't be doing all this. And with your personality style, how dare he accuse me of that? Perceptive bastard. Uh, he's like, you need, you need to take a vacation. You need, and no work. None of this, like, and no, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, when you go on vacation, I'm like, yeah, I went on a lot of vacations. Really, what'd you do? Oh, I drove from Las Vegas to Minneapolis on my motorcycle, and I drove to North Carolina and back on my motorcycle. Then he's like, "No, no. When's the last time you sat and did nothing? Five, six years ago, when we went to Jamaica and there was no internet access, and we just basically stayed." He's like, "No, no. You need, you know, starting tomorrow, you're going to go sit on your ass." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." And uh, that was more frustrating and painful than not. It is really. Hard, but it almost like I said, I almost was kicking around going and practicing not Buddhism or whatever they do, meditation, not doing yoga, not do. I don't care how perfectly sculpted the uh, the uh, North Oaks uh, uh, soccer mom's asses are in their Jimmy Choo yoga pants or whatever the fuck it is. Uh, I can't, I can't, but I just sit, do nothing, no working out. Like, I was a lot of like, okay, get some exercise, but you're not nothing, just sit and do nothing. And so I did that. And that was uh, very impossible. That was very not... I think that might have caused me more stress and angst than not. But he says, you gotta... That's something you gotta change. You have to change. Otherwise, you're not gonna make it to 50. I'm like, all right, all right. Especially with the high cholesterol. So old captain's getting old. And this weather ain't helping either. It's forcing me to stay in, I'll tell you that. So, uh, yeah, so everything's fine. Don't worry, the old captain's here. 
I got myself a cholesterol kit test. I'm hoping it's because I ate a little bit. They didn't tell me that I wasn't that I was supposed to like uh, fast before I did the blood work. They don't. They didn't say anything. So okay, we're gonna do some tests. Come on in. And they said, well, and well, that might have had an effect. So we're not taking any chances. I'm eating roots and bark. And then I got my steel cut oats. Should probably go make some. And uh, yeah, so that's that's uh, that's what it is there. So we're back now. I gotta go down to Phoenix. In the south in January. So early January, I'm going to be on the roads. So there might be a little. And, of course, Christmas and New Year's, that's going to be a little bit light. Um, God dang it. I had so much stuff I wanted to do. Yeah, I, I haven't even thought about writing a book. I got all these ideas for books. I just look at this like there's no time. There just isn't any time. But I guess I will have to start. Maybe I'll start in. There's, there's like three different books I want to write. But, um, all right, well, let's do some sponsors here. All right, uh, it's a very happy Christmas, although I guess by this time, if you haven't ordered your stuff, it's going to be a little bit late. Well, you got uh, 10 days before Christmas. Unless you get next day delivery, it's not going to make much sense to go buy anything online through old Amazon, uh, Cappy's Amazon affiliate program. But if you would just get into the habit, that'd be great. Go to the captain's blog, captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. Look for the Amazon banner, click on, click on that. And do all your online shopping there. The old captain gets 7% of your purchases, and it costs you nothing more. And if you don't want to donate money, which the captain is kind of against, I mean, if you're going to give me money, I'll take it. But, yeah, I don't. I, I prefer you go and buy something, and I make a commission that way. That way you don't – I don't believe in charity. I just don't. I mean, unless someone's truly destitute and, and suffers a stroke of bad luck, like, say, wounded warriors. Uh, okay, fine. I, I, I'll, but there's – oh, hey, man. I'm writing this book. Can you donate to my Patreon? I'm Anita Sarkeesian. And because vagina, give me money. No, no. You gotta go buy shit. Uh, just, uh, you know, if you could take the make the inconvenience of clicking one more time but going to my blog first. That's it. That's all I got. Uh, and then, oh, the captain's books. <clears throat> I guess if you want to order them real quick, uh, they would make it uh, to the Christmas wrapping in time. But we got all my books. They're available at Amazon.com, and all of them, uh, except for a few of them, not the, the flagship ones, are available in paperback, Kindle, and Audible.com. There's Reconnaissance Man. That is uh, that is an absolute must for any young person or any old person who's lost wandering in the desert and you don't know what you want to do in life. There's The Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty, obviously for um, any black man who demands better for, uh, from this world and from this country. Uh, so don't waste if you're if you're poor and you want to get out of poverty that book is for you guys uh we have bachelor pad economics that's for any young man or old man that is the financial advice bible for men it guides you from 14 to death uh that's that is that should be everybody every male should have that worthless the young person's indispensable guide for choosing the right major if you happen to be in college or in high school and you don't know what you want to major in or you're about to go back to college why don't you get that book and make sure you do it right the second time around uh, and then we have Enjoyed the Decline with a new cover. I don't know if some of you noticed that, but uh, RJX, he put together a new cover, much more colorful, much nicer than just me fishing. A lot of people are like, why did you just take, just take a picture of a mountain with a lake? Why, what, what's that? I'm like, I'm, in, I'm there fishing. Don't you see me fishing? And people are like looking like, oh, is that you? I didn't even know you were there. I'm like, yeah, it's because I'm not a professional photographer. That book is available online as well. 
Uh, and then Curse of the High IQ, that is obviously for everybody here. I'm not saying that to kiss your asses. I'm saying it because it's true. Please, guys, get that book. Every one of you should be reading that book if you haven't read it already. Um, all of them except Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty is available in audiobook as well. Enjoy the Decline will momentarily be up. Give me like three days. Uh, the guy came in with the recording uh, and... Um, we're just just some minor changes in editing. I gotta upload it. Probably do that today, um, and so that should be available in audio book as well. Uh, then we have uh, other people's books. Uh, Frank Servi's Uncle Nick. Uh, that is the uh, you follow the adventures of the true red pill, dirty uncle, Uncle Nick. He's like bad Santa except in the real world, and um, yeah, that just uh, get that. Then the uh, the sequel to that is Burning the Midnight. The second in the Uncle Nick series. Uh, follow the adventures of Uncle Nick as he basically pisses everybody off with the truth. And then we have Adam Pickett's books. Uh, Run Guts, Pull Cones, and Pushing Rubber Downhill. That bastard has already come out with another book. It's like, I got another book. You might review it. I'm like, I haven't reviewed or read your second one, for God's sake. Don't do what I did and flood the market with books. People aren't going to read them. Which is why another reason I'm holding off on the books. Uh, and then we have one. Oh, by the way, you can find Adam's uh, blog and podcast also by the same name, Pushing Rubber Downhill. So if you want to get uh, a little bit of your uh, weekly dose of Oz podcaster, uh, search just Pushing Rubber Downhill. You'll find him. He's, he basically owns that phrase anyway. Uh, we have TJ Martinell's The Stringers. You can find that on Amazon.com, a whodunit uh, type of Sam Spade. She walked into the bar, and then I saw her. She said she was in danger, but I saw she was more danger to me than any danger she could have been in. Then I plugged the guy full of lead. Wasn't that nice back in the olden days? Like, you could just shoot the bad guy, and there was no consequences. Like, no one was going to sue you. The cops just come in. Oh, I see you shot old old, uh, matey. Yeah, we've been looking for him. All right, you're free to go. (laughs) Every Every cop in the 40s was Irish. And uh, the good guys could just shoot the bad guys. Westerns, too, you know. Oh, I see you shot old Slick Slim. Yeah, we've been looking for him. All right, well, you're free to go. And they just run off into the sunset. It's like, wait a minute. Today? Today you'd be arrested. Heck, even the cops. Most of them get arrested or put under probation. Uh, Feminism by uh, Janet Bloomfield. Our good friend, Judgy Bitch. You can find her at judgybitch.com. She has her book, Feminism. Available paperback at Kindle. And then The Average Married Dad's Guide to Health, Wealth, and a Sexy Marriage by Alex Peck. Go ahead and search that. That title is very unique. You should be able to find that available online. Day-by-day cartoon. I got to check something. Hang on. Let's see if Chris did what I told him to do. Hang on. Let's take a look at this. I tell these old-timers, day-by-day cartoon. I told him to put up his Amazon affiliate plan. And, uh, did he do it? Oh, wait, that's right, because, oh, that's the problem. (sighs) The new browsers automatically hide, they auto-hide advertisements. And so if you put it up there, I wouldn't see it because Blue Moon or Pale Moon will not show it. Now, did he put it up there? 
Is this Amazon? There he Oh, good. He did it. He did it. All right, Chris. Thank God. You are no longer the standard average baby boomer. I told him, like, look, why don't you put up Amazon? Because I'm trying to find people that I could do my Amazon shopping through because I can't do it through my own. So I'm like, oh, who can I help out? Because, I, hey, I practice what I preach. I'd rather help out people. I like Chris. He's given me guidance and wisdom in the past. And I'm like, oh, I could buy some stuff. And then, and then uh, I'm like, hey, don't you have this thing up? And he's like, uh, no, I don't. I'm like, didn't I tell you like a year ago to do this? Uh, maybe it did. I'm like, well, go on. And he did. So I'm very happy. See, yelling and anger and rage and belittlement gets you places. Kindly asking people, <coughs> Chris Beckloff, to monetize their sites, <coughs> Bernard Chapin, uh, doesn't work. And we go to a day-by-day cartoon with our good friend Chris Muir. And if you hate my guts, you can go through his Amazon affiliate program. You don't have to install like an old browser, I guess. I keep Microsoft Explorer around just, <coughs> just for those purposes. JRGuera.com. JRGuera. Um, he has a little guitar repair shop out in Seattle. So if we have our three listeners in the Seattle area, and hopefully one of you actually plays the guitar, uh, consider him for your guitar repair services. Uh, but he also put together uh, the only and first Red Pill album thus far. I predict there will be more. Because those of you who are artistically and musically inclined, I, I do believe will start writing and putting together pieces of art and work that are at least inspired by it. And it's a good album. It's good music. I not I use his uh, song to open up my podcast every once in a while. So if you want to buy his CD, you can. Just go jrguera, G-U-E-R-R-A dot com and visit by there. And then Yancey DeVere. I, I feel so bad because I have not... It's been four years, and I, I told this guy I'd help him out. Better late than never. If if you ever go to Deadwood, South Dakota, during summer, um, one of my favorite bars, I forget the name of it, but it's an open bar. Uh, they have Yancey. The guy's name is Yancey. Y-A-N-C-E-Y. Yancey Davier, D-E, and then Veer is V-E-E-R. Uh, he just plays guitar and sings and uh, adds some character and... Um, folksiness to the bar and um he's got a cd out deadwood hole i'm sure he's probably got more but with a unique name like yancey devere and searching deadwood hole you'll find his website if you happen to go through deadwood south dakota though during the summer you'll see the guy he's almost like a uh what do they call it? not a hallmark but a uh, a staple of the of the town you'll just see him and he's pretty good he's good with the singing and all that but he has a cd out there so if you're interested you like country music uh even folk song go ahead get his cd you can search him online uh and that's it for the first rounds look at that 40 for almost 50 50 minutes in just for the first segment now listen man i like the news you guys like the news from bloomberg news which is about as good as we're going to get for news and anyway deutsche bank record said to show silver rigging at other banks Eight months after Deutsche Bank AG settled a lawsuit claiming it manipulated gold and silver prices, documents it disclosed as part of the accord provide a smoking gun proof that UBS Group, a Hong Kong Shanghai Bank Corporations, Bank of Nova Scotia, and other firms rigged the silver markets, plaintiffs claim. The allegation came in a filing Wednesday in a Manhattan federal court lawsuit filed in 2014 by individuals and entities that bought or sold futures contracts. Bernard Chapin was probably caught up in this. 
And th- you know what? This is a, this is a good this is a good point to make the point I was going to make about this article. Bernard Chapin, whether you agree with him politically or not, is probably off the charts intelligent, almost to the point that he is dysfunctional in some regard. Not an idiot savant or a, what was it? Uh, oh, the movie Raymond, not like that. But he's he's starting to push. The, you know, you meet these people really. So like, wow, he's he's on a different plane almost. Not the case here, Asper, I'm just saying. Now, Bernard looked and re- did some research. Says, oh, I want to get into silver. He started trading in the options. But then he lost money. And there's also Carrie Lutz. There's um, Andy Hoffman over at uh, that metals firm. A lot of really smart people that I know personally who are, you know, they're no dummies. They said, what is going on? Why is it? Well, then you find out large firms like Deutsche Bank and all the other banks mentioned before. They're jerry-rigging the market. They're cornering the market. They're manipulating the market. Now, here's the point I want to make about this. I don't care how many movies Leonardo DiCaprio stars in. I don't care what Wall Street, the Wall Street Journal, The Economist. um, I don't care what the media says. I don't care what CNBC says. I don't care what any of these financial analysts and financial gurus it's proof that people in the financial services industry, ranging everything from financial advisors to high-level investment bankers, are fucking idiots. Okay, not all of them. I'm sure there's some genuine intelligent people. I know you got your quants, and I'm sure there's some genuine geniuses in there. But mixed in with those geniuses are idiots like this who just aren't smart enough to make money the honest way, and they got to cheat. They have to cheat. And this, I love it when people's, well, you couldn't hack it, you couldn't make it, you just couldn't, and that's, no, I'm not gel. Because thank God, to look back in hindsight, that was a landmine I avoided. But what I love is when you look at getting bailed out in the SNL, savings and loan, uh, not uh, Saturday Night Live, uh, yeah, SNL, savings and loan bailout, getting bailed out with uh, TARP. And now this, and every time, I mean, you can't go two months without some cocksucking motherfucking piece of shit. That high-end trader over at uh, Societe Generale, that rogue trader that cost that French bank like $4 billion. These are the people that you go to business school with and the dude bro's like, yeah, man, I'm for business. And because they're lazy, greedy fucks, they don't want to work hard. They want their commissions. They want to make trades. They want to use leverage. Or the Bernie Madoffs of the world. They just outright steal it because you're not smart enough. So anytime you see one of these high flyby type guys, you know, oh, I work over at Piper Jeffrey. Oh, I work at Goldman Sachs. So I'm like, oh, really? So you guys got bailed out. So are you going to pay me back my taxpayer money? These are not smart people. And the reason they're not smart is they have to resort to thievery and, 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 and theft to get money, to get rich. Well, that's not intelligent, unless you're Hans Gruber. And even then, it's immoral. So fuck you guys. Just fuck you. You're not as good as us. The guy flipping burgers is a better person, probably more intelligent than you, that you have to resort to going and cornering a market and manipulating markets. Because Bernard Chape is smarter than any one of these motherfuckers here. I just want to point that out. And every time you see an article about one of these increasing number and never-to-be-ending number of uh, uh, financial geniuses, quote, that get busted for 
whatever, uh, 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 manipulated trading, whatever illegal activity they're engaging in so that their ego can maybe live up falsely in the world with their money, with their, the riches would validate what their ego wants. Just remember they're inferior fucks. They're nobodies. They couldn't do it. They couldn't pull it off. And the financial services industry is just honeycombed with these assholes. I'd say one in two. Maybe, yeah, I take that back. I'd say six in ten, seven in ten are idiots, are your standard do-bro, hat-on-backward, frat-boy business majors. Most of them won't commit crimes, but a lot of them will because their ego outranks their intelligence and their ability. All right, that's one. What's the next one? Oh, here it is. Oh, Sony. Does Sony, who is heading up Sony in America? Who is, Sony's the one that brought us, if you didn't remember, is uh, <clears throat> female Ghostbusters. <laughs> is Sony the one, bring, who's bringing us the Ocean's 11 or Ocean's 8? Who's bringing us Ocean's 8? Ocean's 8. Because we, we need an all-female Ocean's 8. Stars Matt Damon. Uh, it's already started filming. Who's the company? Company credit. Smokehouse Pictures, Village Roadshow Pictures, see more. Is Sony one of them? No. Warner Brothers is going to distribute it. Okay, I thought Sony... I think... I could have swore Sony just wanted to, like, make all of its shareholders lose money. They couldn't get Ocean's 8. But now they got... They got a female 21 Jump Street... Sony is quickly becoming the home of an all-female version of a popular male-centric franchise. They've already got their women-driven reboot of Ghostbusters with the all-star and all-lady cast of Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCarthy, Leslie Jones, and Kate McKinnon. And now, per the tracking board, they're adding a 21 Jump Street spinoff that will center on the fairer sex. The site claims that this new film is in the works at Sony with Broad City writers Lucia... Aniello and Paul Downs hired to write the screenplay based on the tone of the current 21 Jump Street series starring Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum as a pair of lovable dopey cops who go undercover in high schools. How much you want to bet the girls are going to be just so smart and clever in this one, whereas the guys were dopey. There's no details on casting, blah, blah, blah. I'm even going to admit this might be a risk. Uh, when was this written? April 28th. Oh, 2015. Okay, so this is old. Are they are they going to go forward with it? Do we have a newer article? Oh, I wonder if they're shaking in their boots. What did 21 Jump Street do? Budget. Look at that. 21 Jump... This is... Okay, so the... They did make a ton of money with the Jonah Hill version. Estimated budget 42 million. Gross revenues 201 million. That's great. That doesn't probably include uh, marketing, but that's still a very good rate of return. All right. Well, you guys go have fun with your everything a man can do, a woman can do better, except everything else. Oh, sorry, guys. There's a lot of lot of articles. Uh, where's the next one? Oh, here we go. Now, this comes from our good friend Adam Piggott. And uh, this is going to be filed under things you think Clary would be against, but is not necessarily... Somali-America competes in hijab and burkini for Minnesota beauty pageant. 
Halima Aden first came to the United States when she was seven after her family left the refugee camp in Kenya where Aden was born. Since settling into Minnesota's growing Somali community, according to census data, the largest such community in the United States, Aiden has thrived and is currently attending St. Cloud University. For, for the love of God, please tell me you're majoring in something worthwhile. But the 19-year-old's current claim to fame is the fact that she'll be competing in the Miss Minnesota Beauty Pageant this weekend, November 26th to the 27th, in a hijab, burkini, and other fully covering garb. Uh, a first for the state. You know what? If that happened, I, I apologize for the older articles, but I, did, I just want to highlight these things. I don't really necessarily care if they're old. I want to see... Miss Minnesota. I almost guarantee you she won because Minnesota is all about diversity and not actual performance. They're not about excellence. We are not about excellence here in Minnesota. We are about diversity and socialism. That's it. And social justice warriorism and cultural Marxism. We we do not care about excellence here anymore. So I'll look up and see who actually won it. But continuing on, uh, Aiden has broken barriers before. Oh, shut the fuck up. She came here. She she hasn't done anything. She's 19 years old. She hasn't broken barriers. Barriers. Here, wear a burkini instead of a bikini. Look, I'm not slamming on her, but I'm slamming on you media-type people, making it sound like she's heroic. Uh, she was the first Somali-American in her college student government and was also crowned homecoming queen at her high school. When I see that there hasn't already been somebody, I take that as a challenge for me to give it a try. Oh, great. Did we create a social justice warrior here? Her decision is perhaps a bit more complex since not everyone in her community supports it, most notably her own mother. Uh, it's also worth mentioning that she is making her contest bid at a de delicate time. Tension has been rising about the Somali community for years, reports Minnesota Public Radio. Well, what does that mean? One NPR, Minnesota Public Radio, is biased. And what does tensions mean, Ray? Hateful messages against Muslims and other ethnic groups have appeared there and in some other places in Minnesota since Donald Trump has been... Yeah, sure. Okay, so cite me the source. So anyway, so the article is about this young lady. Um, and she's going to go enter the thing. And she's going to wear a burkini instead of a bikini. Now, number one. Guys, you got to take a look at this girl. She's good looking. It's uh, wood bang. Wood bang. Drink some Gatorade and bang again. This is a very attractive woman, young lady, girl. The other thing, I'm not against her wearing the bikini. I really don't care. Because I've always been, I, I understand the bikini part. Like if it's going to be a beauty contest, you should see the, the beauty. But out of respecting people's wishes, you know, you can't force someone to wear a bikini if you don't want to. I come down on this side again with the Francis ban on the burqa. I was like, wait a minute, what you, you they they're allowed to wear what this is this is none of your business. If she wants to wear a burkini, she can wear a burkini. If it affects her negatively in the performance, fine, so be it. As it should, because I don't know what your actual physique looks like. Although she's you know, you could kind of tell she she is unlike a lot of Somali women when they come here, it's hilarious. They come here and they're um, you know, they ain't got food over there. Or they do, but not a lot. And then they get to the American diet, and then they blow up and give their uh, illegal alien Mexican female Latinas a run for their money. So you can see these fat, bloated Somali women who just don't know when to stop eating because they think there's going to be starvation. Uh, this gal is not one of them. She obviously has a, a very good physique. Uh, but yeah, if she, I'm, I'm fine with that. She could fine. You want to wear a burkini, burkini go ahead. Uh, but this is... 
you know, my own personal bias aside, this is just a very stunningly good-looking woman. I would not be surprised if she was, like, a finalist or something. Although I do want to find out. Hang on, let me look this up. Okay, I found All right, she is not running for Miss Minnesota 2016. For whatever reason, I thought that was supposed to be... Um, I thought that she that it was for 2016 she'd be like, but the the election she's running for 2017, and I was gonna predict because Minnesota is all about diversities and not excellence, they would have picked this young lady simply because of her race and because she's oh my god she's a, she's in, she's wearing a bikini, but that doesn't come up until June of 2017. So if I remember, and and this will be this will make news. That's if I listen to mainstream media news. But I am sure uh, I, I put my money on her because, once again, Miss Minnesota, this stuff, the, the culture of Minnesota is all about not whitey. Even our goddamn governor, when they were taking in more Syrian refugees, he told, he told a bunch of people where he's settling these Syrian refugees. He's like, the future of Minnesota is not white people. <laughs> Everyone's like, excuse us? Uh, hello? If you don't know about Minnesota, it's pretty white up here. Uh, but these white people hate themselves so much, uh, and an increasingly percentage. You get out into the country, white people actually like themselves. But you get into the suburbs and the cities; they have done an amazing job. Like, the, like they're 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 descendants of Norwegians and Scandinavians and, and other global pussies. The Minnesotans have carried on the Scandinavian tradition of having no self-respect, having small penises, uh, emasculating themselves, and hating themselves like their Scandinavian forefathers did, do today. And, and the tradition continues today where Scandinavians all across the world have the gene to hate themselves and put themselves out of existence. Extinction, the goal of Minnesota white people since Mark Dayton was elected. Thankfully, I am not from Minnesota. I only happen to accidentally live here. I'll be leaving this fucking place. <clears throat> it's just so nice, like... Not being part of this community, like, oh, no, no, I'm not part of the community. Nope, no, no. Don't you want to participate? Nope, don't want to participate. I'd like to maybe join the St. Paul Vulcans, and that's about it. And even then, you can't, the Vulcans, it's like this uh, drinking club for these, it's a, it's a men's club, a drinking club over in St. Paul. And even within my time, about 10 years ago, what they would do is they would dress like devils. And they had this old, they still have this old fire truck. And it's got the siren and everything, and they drive around downtown St. Paul during the Winter Carnival Festival. And they stop at the different bars, and the, the, what you hope for, if you're a girl, is you get kissed by a Vulcan, and the Vulcans will put these snidely whiplash mustaches with a ton of mascara. So when they kissed you, you'd get smeared with the mascara, and then you'd walk around and, hey, did you get kissed by a Vulcan? Yeah, I got kissed by a Vulcan. Until some fucking cunt! decided to complain because it was sexual harassment and now what do the Vulcans do I think they have like a mascara brush and they'll they'll paint a kiss on you or they'll put a they'll draw a uh what's it called the snidely whiplash mustache on you just because one one bitch the biggest the the, the most hated bitch in the world I want to know her name who filed the complaint uh, now that tradition is gone. Because once again, no white people stood up for themselves. No Minnesotans stood up for themselves. <gasps> Somebody's offended. Oh my God, someone's offended. Oh my God. Oh, we have to stop. Oh my God. Da, 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 da. We can't do that. We can't offend. Oh my God. 
This state definitely does deserve to be taken over by a stronger race. They do. They do. And they'll be slaves. Don't worry about these prissy little white people on the suburbs. Buying their starting at $390,000 McMansions and starter homes, quote-unquote, out in the burbs. With the double income and kids and outs. Don't worry, you guys, you did nothing's too good for our children. And we're guilty of working hard and benefiting unfairly. So let's just... Diversity, yay! Come and take over. We'll pay you too. Oh, what else? So we got that. Oh, we got that. Let's do some sponsors to get the rest of the sponsors out of the way. Assholeconsulting.com. If you guys got questions, I got answers. I got them for money. So... Make sure you don't fuck up your life like uh, pretty much everybody else did, including myself. Go to assholeconsulting.com where I, the world's only professional asshole, will give you truth, and we are the only purveyors of truth. I have a monopoly on the market. If you'd like to advertise on the podcast, you certainly may. It's $100 a month. Give the old captain an email. We'll find you and blah, blah, blah. Chad Elkins at elkinscpa.com. That's coming up soon. Tax season is only 16 days away. Old captain's got to go and do his... Oh, shit. Do I have to do that before I take off for the South? God damn it. God damn it. I don't want to do taxes until I get back. Maybe I'll save that for March. I'm going away. I'm, I'm, I'm leaving January and February and then coming back March. Yeah, that's plenty of time. All I got to do is pay an estimated quarterly tax, and then I'll just come back and do my taxes. I get to update my online classes, too. Anyway, so if you got accounting or tax needs... Go to elkincpa.com. Don't go there if you're a fucking dipshit that's always filing extensions. Like, if you haven't filed taxes and, like, if you're, here's a rule. Here's a, just a general rule. Now, Chad, don't get angry at Chad. He, he hasn't said any of this. I'm saying this because I, I know more about entrepreneurship than he does. If you've ever filed an extension for your taxes, you, don't go to Chad Elkins, okay? He doesn't want you. He doesn't know that he doesn't want you, but I know the type that you are that file extensions. And you're the type that Chad Elkins does not want for RZA. He wants reliable, responsible people. That's the benefit of being self-employed is you get to choose your clients. So if you're one of those losers that has filed an extension, don't even bother t- contacting Chad. Go to H&R Block. Go to some other people that are desperate for your money. But don't go to Chad Elkins. But otherwise, you get your shit together. Go to Chad Elkins at ElkinsCPA.com. The League of Extraordinary Podcasters. You could go to 405media.com where John Grant has a, a whole host, a whole schedule of different podcasters you can listen to. Small Scale Life with our good friend Tom. The World of Lori Zook. Though Lori is on vacation, I think she might have gotten the same orders from her doctor to take it easy. <laughs> she says, I have, to, I have to go on vacation. I'm like, ah, okay. Uh, then FinancialSurvivalNetwork.com with our good friend Carrie Lutz. Silvio Contos, Conto Talk, C-A-N-T-O, Conto Talk. You can find that on blogtalkradio.com. Tom Lycus, St. Lycus, at blowmeuptom.com. Uh, the great one himself over at the Cynical Libertarian Society. And then, um, yeah, that's it. All right, here it is. The last time. <clears throat> this is the last time I'm, order- I'm, I'm advertising Glorious Hat. This is it. This is a historic podcast, guy, because uh, after this Christmas, Glorious Hat will be wrapping up business. This is your last chance to get Glorious Hat. Go to GloriousHat.com where you can get Glorious Carl's Glorious Hat. At GloriousHat.com. It's warm. You definitely need it on a winter like this. I'm going to wear it. Um, what time is it? Oh, good. I got plenty of time. I also looked at the clock. I'm like, holy shit, do I have to go? The girlfriend got me a massage. You got to go in. You got to sit down. You got to relax. 
Can I listen to my podcast? No, you can't listen to your podcast. You have to listen to the music they play. It's very calming. It's very relaxing. Relax, damn you. Relax. So uh, I'm getting a real professional massage, not something where a girl rubs your back and then later you're having sex. This is like an actual one It's where a girl will rub my back, but we won't have sex. Now, I don't know why that's more relaxing than the one with the sex, but I I don't know. I've I've outsourced my relaxation to other people now. Uh, Anyway, where were we going? Oh, yeah, so Glorious Carl's Glorious Hat. Go ahead and get that by going to GloriousHat.com. AcademicComposition.com. I think everyone's pretty much on Christmas vacation, right? Uh, If you are next year looking for someone to do your homework or write your papers, go to academiccomposition.com where Alex and his crackpot team of staff writers will write your papers for you. Uh, He charges market rates. I don't know what they are. They change depending on the market, but it's affordable. And they'll also do your resume for $100. All right, so be smart like corporations are and outsource the shitty-ass, stupid papers you got to write for these worthless liberal arts prereq courses that no one's going to fucking give two shits about. Uh, go to academiccomposition.com. And then, as always, Alex is always looking to hire people. He's looking to hire writers, and he's looking to hire uh, marketeers. Both jobs are very boring, but they pay, and you can do them from the comforts of your own home. All right, so go to academiccomposition.com. Let no Alex. Uh, let Alex know that the old captain sent you. If you're looking for people to do voice recording for you, go to jimfear138.blogspot.com. That's jimfear138.blogspot.com or undertowaudio.com. Contact those two young men. See if they have any time in their schedule to do some voice recording for you. Uh, they're, the one, they're guys that have put together uh, some recordings for my books as well as Davis Serini, which you can visit at staresattheworld.com. So if you're an author or you have some kind of Voice work you need done, contact those gentlemen there. Instagram.com slash ultimate reading list. If you're looking for a book to curl up next to, I don't know what your social life is like, but that sounds like the most boring fucking shit on the face of the planet. I suggest that you go and get my audiobooks. I think audiobooks are much better because you can actually do shit. But if you want to curl up with a nice book, ugh, just I'm thinking about what is your life like that you want to curl up with a book? Is there nothing outside better going on right now that you're going to sit here? I can understand in the olden days, like Abraham Lincoln, you got to read by candlelight. I get that. There was nothing else going on. Now we have MP3s. There should not be books. It should just be MP3 files. You're driving around, doing something else, get, 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 working out at the gym. Audiobooks, that's the way to go. That's the future. That makes more sense. I just like the feel of a book. Yes, but you're wasting 20 hours of your life. I mean, if we do the math, what is an average book? See, but the weirdos that read those books, they can read a 500-page book in three hours and not miss a word, not miss a freaking word. Let's do some math here. Let's say you're a book nerd and you consume two books a month. All right, two books a month. Let's say they're good-sized books, so it's going to take you, what, 15 hours? Is that about right, guys? 15 hours each book? Okay, so we got 30 hours uh, per book. Um, oh, wait, hang on, I gotta start labeling stuff. All right, books per month, <clears throat> hours per book. Okay, uh, and then uh, months per year. That's uh, uh, 12. And then uh, let's say they started like 
uh, when they were 15. Most of these are women that live to 85. 85 minus 15, that's 70 years of reading. So years is 70. Okay, how many hours equals that times that times that times that. All right, that's 25,200 hours reading books for these bookworms. That's that's what? It was that divided by 2,000 hours. That's a full work year. That's that's almost 13 years of working. That's 13 years full-time work that you've just pissed away sitting reading a book. Now, before the advent of audiobooks, I understand that was the only way you could consume books is to read them. But if you are a bookworm, you are going to waste Almost 13 years of full-time work reading, curling out to a nice book. I just like the feel of the book. That's the cost of a feel of a book. 13 years full-time work wasted because you needed to feel the fucking book. Instead of going out, working out, playing, doing, hiking, road tripping, anything. There's so much stuff you could do. Don't, why? Why do paperbacks even exist anymore? I know I'm shooting myself in the foot because I have a fair amount of paperback sales. I just, as the economist in me, I don't understand how you can waste 13 years reading books for you bookworms. Is that worth it? 25,000 hours, 13 years of full-time labor. Is that worth the curling up in the feel of a book? Now they're all rolling their eyes saying, Oh, Clary, he just doesn't understand curling up in the feel of a book. I could understand curling up in the feel of some nice tits. I'll tell you that. That's worth 13 years of full-time work right there. You give me a nice set of cans. Hell yes. Book. No boobs ever gave me a paper cut. I'll tell you that. Where the hell are we? Uh, Oh, so the ultimate reading list. If you want to go get some books, you can go Instagram.com slash ultimate reading list. It's an ultimate reading list put uh, together by a a man named Max. And Max uh, not only... Uh, advertises these books, but if you ha- are an author and would like to advertise the books to his reading group, uh, he charges $100 a month. So if you want to email Max, email him at max at wooter, W-O-O-T-E-R dot co, not com, dot co, max at wooter dot co, let him know the captain sent you, because I get a discount because I run my ads on the books, and the books, seriously, for the 100 bucks a month he charges, you will at least make money back on that first year. He's got like 30,000 followers, so it, it is good. If you want to follow the captain uh, and diversify out of the leftist indoctrinated social media uh, giants like Facebook or Twitter, uh, the captain's got his website. He's got his website. He's got his account over at gab.ai. Go sign up at gab.ai. It's Twitter for adults. We don't have some little nagging tyrant mother. You will use these words we don't like. We don't like these words. Use naughty, naughty words. If you want to hang out where the adults are hanging out and actually have adult conversation, like with Twitter, go to gab.ai. I mean, keep your Twitter account, no doubt about it, but just move on to gab.ai because that's where, I mean, really, it's it's just much nicer being able to have intelligent conversation, not worry about, oh, am I going to, are they going to ban me? Am I going to go to Twitter jail? Fucking Twitter jail, Jesus Christ. And then Facebook, uh, if you're worried about that, you know, you use the word faggot, not to slander or belittle gay people but pussies and assholes and weaklings uh but you know facebook has got to act like they don't know the difference they're not they're so highbrow they didn't know faggot could have a second meaning uh you can go to minds.com uh and just just get the account set up there because the day's coming overton windows will move 
to the left. And then soon it's like, you use the word ass. That's a naughty, naughty word. And soon Facebook and Twitter are going to have the standards of the Wisconsin Nazi Synod Lutheran Church. And you can't say, but I remember. I remember, by God, I've, I've tried to find my old teachers. They, they know not to go on the internet. I've tried to find them. I remember we got in trouble one time because someone said, shut up. And we weren't allowed to say shut up. Forget shit, forget fuck, forget ass, forget fag, forget damn, uh, forget bitch, forget cunt. It was somebody said shut up. I remember our fucking teacher came in and he said, now I heard on the playground, somebody said shut up. And even in the, like, I think it was the fifth or sixth grade, I'm like, yeah, you, it finally, I think maybe that was the, the thing that took the wool off the eyes. Like, you guys are fucking Nazis. You guys are fucking, ty- you guys are psychopaths. Hey, you want to send your kids to the Wisconsin Senate? Hey, hey, in Wisconsin Senate. Oh, I'm not leaving this planet without leaving you a surprise. It's not going to be anything illegal. We're not, oh, just trust you and me. I'm going to get my pound of flesh out of you guys legally. Oh, am I going to get my pound of flesh out of you guys? You can make it up to me, and I suggest you strongly do. You, anytime you could compensate me for the lost childhood I had having to go to that Nazi concentration camp, that'll be $3 million. And trust you me, that's a goddamn steal. But I don't even almost want that money because, oh, have I got a nice little plan in store for you guys. Oh, is it going to be wonderful? Although you guys are such bad advertisers, I don't know if I could... You guys shoot yourselves in the foot so much that I don't know if I could really do as much damage to you as you guys do to yourselves. But I, it, it, it's, you know, it, it's out there. You can make a PayPal donation. I'd like to see it. Oh, Lord, the God did that, that, We're all gonna go to hell. This fucking church really smells. Uh, so anyway, uh, if you don't want to go to the Wisconsin Synod Lutheran Church of the internet social media world, Facebook, uh, go up, sign up at minds.com, and then send a, f- a friend request to the old captain. You know, we'll be there. Uh, and then we have my two classes, the analysis evaluation of stocks and then the introductory course, Stocks, Bonds, Investing, Oh My!, both are available at hundreds of different places on the internet. Just search it on the internet. The titles, the analysis, evaluation of stocks. That's if you want to learn to read financial statements, read income statements, balance sheets, and actually value stocks. Great class to have. It's a really good accounting course. And then um, stocks, bonds, investing, oh my. That is just your introductory course to what is a 401k, what is an IRA, how much do I need for retirement. Um, we are on our best behavior. We do not mix politics over there. Bunch of old grandma ladies are taking these classes like, my husband died and he took care of all the finances. And I don't know anything about it. Actually, it is a really good course. Like, I, I kind of feel bad because a lot of these people are taking it when they're 60 and 70. It's like, I, it's, it's, it's too late. You, you should have been on this game like, like 30, 40 years ago. What do you mean you, you weren't aware of the finances? What, how, how don't you do, We have a vice president in case the president dies. Aren't you the vice president? Are you the first officer? Aren't you kind of like Kirk Spock? Aren't you? It's not like Kirk you know, didn't keep Mr. Spock abreast of the situation with the Klingons. 
Not once has Spock ever come into my club. Well, you know, Kirk, he kind of did all that captaining stuff, and I just didn't pay attention. I just, he did all that stuff. I have no idea how to command a Starfleet. I just, oh. Oh, oh we got fan mail? Hang on. Do we, where's the fan mail? Give me a second. I thought I did have an email. Maybe not. Did I print it off? Oh, here it is on the floor. Unless I read this one already. Did I read this? Oh, no, I didn't. Not so much fan mail. Uh, but interesting. A couple of podcasts. This is from, um, who is this from? Roderick. Thank you, Roderick. A couple of podcasts back, you were wondering whether there's a medical facility that just takes cash and foregoes all insurances. Well, let me know how much it will take to make a video about surgery center of Oklahoma. Oh, he wanted this as a request. I thought it was just email. Um... Well, I don't think it will take much of anything. I'll just do it here uh, because it's uh, it's just a good resource that you provided me and all my listeners. Uh, Surgery Center of Oklahoma, www.surgerycenterok.com. They're strictly ca- a cash-only surgical facility that takes no insurance and no government money, which makes the prices extremely competitive. Um, I did go to their site, and it's amazing. Like, based on Obamacare alone, what I've paid in the past two or three years I would have been able to afford three or four of their surgeries. And we're not talking like I got stitches or a bone needs resetting. I mean, they're, they're talking like remove a spleen, you know, stuff like that. Um, I'm merely pointing out the existence of such a thing in Obamacare of America. As from the previous two videos, let's keep my name out of it. Agree with oh, thank you very much, Roderick. Yeah, um, if you had other requests, go ahead and send them to me. But thank you very much. I am definitely going to... This goes into the... Not the Memento book. That goes into the medical file book. Because even with the insurance. Like, I don't even want to deal with the insurance. I really don't. The the time and the pain assery, that's the real thing. Like, when I went into the doctor's appointment, I'm just looking at all the paperwork I got to fill out. I got to look at a, just, just the way they're managing the clinic. And I understand all this is probably dictated to them by insurance companies and by the government. But if you want to talk about a system that is as complex as a German Tiger tank and could benefit from the streamlined processes of less moving parts, oh, the medical facility is it. Most of their time was spent with paperwork. These people are not cheaply compensated. And if you could just here, fill this out online, here's some cash, take care, boom, done. Fill out this form, submit it. No, no, here's your money. Drive through a doctor office, just like McDonald's. Why can't I just come in? You give me the food. Here's your money. Boom. No, they got to make it all complicated. So, All right, listen. That's it for the Clary Podcast. If you guys would, kindly subscribe, link, vote, share. That's the most important thing. Share. If you know someone that would like the old Clary Podcast, do that. And like me, go have the doctor shove his finger up your ass. Make sure you do not have prostate cancer, testicular cancer. These are simple things that you boys should be doing. Fidget with your nuts in the shower. Make sure your testes aren't hard or lumpy or weird. Uh, fidget with your girlfriend's boobs. Make sure she doesn't have boob cancer. And, um, yeah, that stuff is easily preventable, guys. So let's uh, let's go and uh, take care of your health. Uh, that's it. We'll see you guys later. Toodles.